So what's your biggest problem? Is it time? Is it focus? Is it delegation? Those are the things I hear all of the time. So that's why I'm speaking with Mandy Ellison. She is the CEO of the Hands Off CEO. And we talk all about how to find time in your business, how to free up time, how to get greater focus. We talk about the success map that she creates with her clients so that they're focused on the right things, so that they can be more profitable. Any of that sound interesting? Check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jansen. My guest today is Mandy Ellison. She's the founder of the Hands Off CEO. And I think her business card says something like she is a scalable freedom strategist. I don't know if you're still using that or not, but I love it. Mandy, thanks for joining me. <laughs> it's my pleasure, John. So when we were talking off air and, and really leading up to this show, you kind of intrigued me with... Um, kind of a different approach that you've been working on for, you know, sales and running your business. And I, I think you probably apply it to a lot of a framework. You probably apply to a lot of things, but uh, you are calling it a success map. So you want to go kind of unpack that for us? Yeah, absolutely. So I work with primarily custom service businesses. So marketing consultancies, um, uh, just just any general type of consultancies, agencies. And one of their biggest challenges is that they have a very difficult time scaling up custom services without either, you know, having to dumb it down so much that it becomes like a commodity and they have to drop the price or um, it, it becomes so intensive for them as the owner that they end up working like 60, 70, 80 hours um, as they're growing the company. And it just kind of becomes a nightmare for them. So what I found is this alternative way to grow a scale, uh, to scale up um, custom services mm -hmm. so that the quality actually increases as they grow and so that it can actually run without them. And this is a framework I call it the success map. It's funny. I was talking to a consultant today, and she said that her biggest challenge was that it was really easy for her to get customers. Uh, and, you know, that seems a little <laughs> counterintuitive, but, you know, her point was then she just gets slammed and doesn't know, you know, can't really. So it's kind of that typical, you know, roller coaster, right? Got business, then I lose them because I can't handle them. And so, you know, how does this kind of help people smooth that out? Yeah, you you've absolutely hit the nail on the head with what this this common challenge is is that um, you even if you have a good marketing and sales process down, you can't actually spend time on it because you have no capacity. So, um, and, and that's definitely what it's like for most of the clients that I work with. Where um, what it looks like is that they are doing like completely customized services for each of their clients. So they're putting together a marketing campaign and it might take them three months to put this together and it might take 20 to 40 hours of their own time to put this whole campaign together. Right. And, you know, it's, it's a real, um, it's a double-edged sword every time you uh, bring on a new client if it's going to take you 20 to 40 extra hours of your time. Like, where are you going to find that? So that's, that's the problem that it solves because, um, 
you know, I'll give you an example where um, Wally at his, his company, he has a web, a web design and a digital marketing company. So um, he, he was taking 45 to 60 days of his own time putting together this whole campaign for them. It would take him, you know, up to 40 hours of his own time. It was really stressful for him getting all this up because um, he had to be managing his team at the same time and also staying on top of the sales and marketing. Um, but anyway, once when he was looking at what we looked at together was, okay, what, where's the real value here? What is, is the actual value in what you're doing? So we're looking at what that 20% is that provides 80% of the value. And when you identify that and you identify the outcome that you're actually trying to create for your client, then it allows you to understand what are the things that you need to eliminate? What are the things that we need to do more of? And then you can look, then you can, you can look at what pieces need to be custom and what pieces need to be streamlined. And that's, Go ahead. Sorry, John. No, no, no. I, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, I've I've actually been working on that. You know, that's the essence of duct tape marketing. If you want to know the truth, it's that 80% of the people need the same stuff. And it's just figuring out, you know, how to uh, tweak and customize and add value to that other 20%. So it's it's certainly music to my ears. Yeah, absolutely. And I think your business is a great example of this because you have, um, for this to work, you have to narrow in on a common problem for a, a specific target market. Yeah. Because if you don't do this, then that's where it gets really custom. And that's where it's really, it's really hairy. And it kind of starts this way when you're, when your business is um, less mature, because you're just taking whatever business you possibly can get. That's right. And that's how you grow a company. But then as you start to realize, okay, this is where our sweet spot is. This is where we're providing the most value then that's where you know where you can focus and you can provide more value and you can jack up your prices and you can streamline and, and really increase profitability in a big way. Yeah. The first couple of years are a process of illumination. Like who don't I want to work with, you know, but you can't figure that out until you run into a few walls. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, I, and it's so funny you say that too. And I, I don't quite understand how this is just like such a mind blowing concept, but all the time I'm showing my clients that who worked with me for a while too, like my, um, my qualification checklist for a client, like whether I'm going to work with them. And it, I have very specific criteria where I'm just, I'm going through and I'm qualifying them to see whether I can get an outcome for them or not. And I'm training my clients to do the same thing because when you can qualify your client on that level, then you know that if they do X, Y, and Z, they're going to get this outcome. And when you have it narrowed down to that ex that extent, that you can actually guarantee the outcome, and that's what allows you to you know really jack up your prices. And I think I hope listeners don't miss that point because I think a lot of the teaching around this ideal of of qualification and ideal client is really more about. You know, is this somebody that has the money? Do they have the budget? You know, do they have the resources? Are they the right industry? So it's kind of like your qualification. But I love that you are inserting in there, is this someone I can help? I mean, that I know I can help because they have the right problem, the right behavior, whatever it is. And I think that that's often a point that's missed on people. Yeah, absolutely. And where I I tend to find that it's most useful to start if you don't have this yet in your business just is what I call a hazardous client. 
uh, checklist. <laughs> and I have like the, the, like the horror, I think of the horror stories that I've had in the past and the, the commonalities they have. And, um, you know, some of them is they, they talk bad about previous, uh, coaches they've worked with or previous mm-hmm. service providers. Mm-hmm. If they're talking bad about somebody, you know, they're going to talk bad about me and they just kind of have a negative attitude. I just don't want to work with them. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean you can't be dissatisfied, but there's a different way that like a higher level person talks about being dissatisfied with a service provider versus someone who's just like, um, who just doesn't, doesn't want to do the work and they just want to blame other people for their lack of results. Yeah. People who take accountability are much better to work for. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I've kind of always for the years kind of had this like three levels. It's like must have, nice to have, ideal to have. <laughs> and, and that you kind of, mm. if you, if you create those, cause sometimes, sometimes a must have, somebody who meets a must have and maybe a couple of nice haves and it's a project you want to do, you might do that, you know, but, but obviously if you've got these other must have, nice have, ideal have, and you really run across that ideal client, you, it's kind of like proceed, you know, go, go for it. So, Tell me if somebody comes to you and they're, you know, they typically find you because they're stressed out and they're, you know, doing either working too many hours or dropping balls. Um, you know, kind of what's, what's your process look like to start backing them off of or, cause I mean, in your case, a lot of times you have to re-engineer some things before you can fix anything, right? Right. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? Um, I learned the hard way you can't just jump into a business and just start re-engineering things. Um, because while it might make sense to, they, they have to change that they need to change and the business owner might know that they need to change. Um, there's some things that need to happen first so that they actually have time to change that. And I learned that one the hard way from people saying no to me who really wanted to work with me. So, um, out of this came this process that I call find time now. And every one of my clients, I go through this, this initial process with them and I help them find, um, it, it, it's gone through several iterations. And at this point now I guarantee 10 extra hours per week yeah. for all of my clients. And a lot of them find 20 to 30 extra hours. Um, yeah. but we guarantee 10. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, it's really nice. A lot of these people teach this, come in and you just need to set up systems for everything. Well, if you've got no time to set up systems, you're not going to set up systems, right? Well, that's right. And the other thing is, is like systems for what? Yeah, right. So I, I, I was just talking to an entrepreneur about an hour ago and, and he knew that he just needed to, to uh, set up systems. He also knew that his mindset wasn't quite in the right place to do that and um, that he was going to hire someone to do that. And I'm like, great, that's that's perfect because you really should be having someone else doing these services. It's, this is not like a thousand dollar an hour activity that a business owner should do. The directing it is, but not actually doing it. But the thing is, is that without something like a success map for services, then you don't really know exactly what you need to be documenting. And because you don't, if you don't know what that 20% that really provides the magic, then how are you going to put that into a process that your team can follow such that they can actually run the service without you? Yeah. So, yeah, because it's really easy to identify a bunch of if you want to make work, you know, to create systems, you can do that. But but obviously having the most impact. Um, I've often said, because it really is, I think it's really true. And I think the fact that you can probably find 10 hours a week for somebody uh, to free up, it's it, it's not, I, I think, in uh, of course, time is a constraint. But my I think the biggest constraint is focus. Right. So it's just that um, we're, we're, we're spending our time on the wrong things, I guess is what I'm saying. And so it gets used up. 
Absolutely. And you know, in that, in that process that I do, it's, if this isn't an overhaul, um, method and, and you're absolutely right about this lack of focus and what it really is, is that this, this takes about an hour to go through or maybe a half hour because half of the intensive is spent on that. Mm. And, um, I go through and I say, okay, stop doing this, stop doing this. And, um, it's really about like eliminating what is not contributing to the outcome they want. And also, you know, delegating and seeing look, what are these, um, what are these things that we're doing on my plate right now? And how can I get them off the plate? And so often it's just, they know they need to delegate, but they don't even actually know how to delegate it because it's just like so stuck in their head. So I have this, this really uh, great process that allows them to get it out of their head um, very quickly, actually. And, and what that does is it finds more time and it creates that space so that then we can go create a plan, uh, a scalability plan so that they can um, be able to, to, to grow the company over the, the next year. And then we can create like this, this success map that I was talking about and, you know, really looking for where you can add more value so that, that they can continually um, be adding the profit that's so that's badly needed yeah. for them to be able to add on more team members and then, you know, without losing their shirt in the process. So let's uh, stay on this focus topic. I'll tell you something I run across a lot. There, there definitely are a lot of people who are very distracted by, oh, should I be on Snapchat? Or, you know, they're just like dabbling in all these things that are really probably not a good use of their time. But I also see a lot of businesses, particularly people that have been around for a while, that, you know, they, they're doing a little business over here. They've got this revenue stream over here. They've got, you know, this thing that they used to do. And they've got a few clients that are still buying that. And, and so, you know, the revenue is kind of okay and, and the business is kind of okay, but they're, they're really having trouble getting any momentum because they, you know, it's a lack of focus on kind of what the business even does. Um, do you find that this process, uh, sometimes involves, you know, helping people strip that away? Absolutely. Um, and that, that's, that's one of the, the most common things that I see that is actually, um, adding a lot of bloat yeah. and, um, eating away profit because what's happening is that I mean, if we're following the 80, 20 rule again, 20% of the services are going to be providing 80% of your profit. So, um, you actually have some services that you're doing that might actually be costing you money. Yep. And, uh, when you identify what those are, then you do more of them and then you can eliminate the ones that aren't, um, adding value that you just have kind of kept on because, uh, you know, maybe you were friends with the owner and you just keep on doing the work. I've heard that one, that would, that, that one explained, or, um, maybe you, um, needed the work at some point, but didn't quite realize the real impact that this very demanding client is on your, your week. Right. I mean, when you actually sit down and quantify it, that's when you might feel more inclined to, to cut them loose and free up some some time for you to bring on more of the right types of clients. And I'm sure you see this all the time. Like if as we're sitting on the outside of a business talking about their problems, they're you know they're so obvious, right? <laughs> but when you right. are inside that you know storm, um, I, I think and I think that's probably as much of anything the value that somebody like yourself brings is is sort of that outside person saying, um, you don't see that thing growing on your neck, do you? <laughs> right. I, I'm sorry, uh, you broke up there for a second. So you, uh, you don't see that thing growing on your what? On your neck. I mean, you know, it's like it's so yeah. obvious, you know, but you don't see it because you're just like in the thing, you know? Right. Yeah. I, 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 absolutely. And and this is definitely the case with my own business. There's things sure. that are just like blind to me, yeah. even though I'm an expert in it because I I can't see it 
the same perspective that I can see or you can see um, uh, as an outsider in the business. So let's talk about delegation. Um, I think that for many business owners, for whatever reason, um, it's actually one of the hardest things that it's certainly one of the most necessary, but I find it to be uh, either very hard for them or certainly very hard for them to do um, effectively. Why do you suppose that is? I think there's a couple of reasons. Um, there's first of all, a mindset around delegating and, and understanding the cost of you, the real cost of you actually doing it. And it's not just an hourly cost, but it's the opportunity cost of how much money you could have made with that time if you just would have invested it in a higher value activity like sales and marketing. Um, so like there's that one mindset issue there. And um, I see a, that and that's actually something that I look for when I'm uh, deciding whether I want to work with a client or not is if they have a mindset where like they're actually ready to do that. They're ready to do more of it. They've they've actually proven that they're able to do that and they're just kind of stuck in it. That's different than like, uh, you know, I, I just don't I just can't let go of it because I'm the only one who can do it. You know, that, that's that's a different mindset. Um, the other thing is that is that they're not actually clear on clear enough on what it is that that they need to be doing on it. Mm -hmm. So there's been some things in my business that are really tricky to delegate because like th the process is kind of developing and, and, um, cause I'm trying to figure out the best workflow with sure. like the different software I'm using. So that's something that's difficult for me to delegate until I've actually defined, this is what I want. So until the, the, the person actually, the, the business owner actually defines, this is the outcome of it. It's going to be very difficult to delegate. Um, the other side of it, I think too, is that there's just, you know, it takes some time to delegate it and, um, it can feel uh, frustrating to, to go and invest time in something when they actually have to go and invest more time when the person does right. it wrong and they have to right. fix it and everything. So they're like, oh, I'll just do this. It's going to take less, take less time. And I'm sure um, we, we've all felt that way before and it's, and it's been the case. But um, there are things that you can do to get beyond that. And um, th one of the things that I that I I utilize for my clients and, you know, and I, I can share it with you if, if, with your audience here, if you'd like, Absolutely. is what I call the rapid delegation process. Go for it. Okay. So th this is, this is something to, this is a process you can use to train, um, staff on something that is just like, that are, that are smaller type of things. Maybe you've hired a new person mm -hmm. and you need to get them up and running as quickly as possible. Um, it's not necessarily for something that's like, like a really big process that you have to do more intensive training for. This is so, I just wanted to kind of put that out there that this is two different things. So, um, let's say that I, I'll give you an example. Um, the, I'll use a marketing campaign for an example. Mm -hmm. So the first step I need to think about, okay, what is the outcome I want? What do they want them to actually do? So what I might want them to actually do is put up a lead page. So, um, so the outcome is I want them to have a working lead page that, that um, people can sign up for a webinar. And then there's a sequence that sends them out emails for um, to, to remind them for the, the webinar for the next week. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. All right. So that's, that's the outcome. So there might be like four main steps. Jot them down. That should take a minute or two. <laughs> okay. Then you turn on the screen recorder. Um, and one, you can use like Jing or use loom is my favorite one because it copies a link right to your clipboard. Yep. Absolutely. Um, big fan of it. Yeah. Are you fan of it? Yeah. Oh, I love absolutely. it. Yep. And then, um, you just turn it on and just start doing the, the, the task. 
And as you're doing this task, then um, you're just talking through it. And it should take about the same time as you normally do. Um, you shut off the, the, the screen recording. You send the video um, to, your, to your team. And then you say, okay, I want you to watch this video and then write down the steps that I took to take it. Send it back to me. Um, okay, then they do that. They send back the steps and you look them over. And um, you're going to notice that there are some key steps missing. But you're also checking their understanding. So you know right away whether they understand the task or not. Mm -hmm. So you can fix that. Um, the other thing it does is they've just documented out a process for you yep. and didn't even realize it. And another possible outcome is that they actually add a step that makes it better. I've had that happen too. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They add a step that makes it better. Yeah. So then... And then you can tell them, all right, you can get started on it now. And now that you have, that they have, um, you've confirmed their understanding. And then if they do it wrong, then you have, you, you know, whether it's just like whether they're following directions or whether it was a, a problem with understanding. Mm -hmm. And then this is how you build out a whole training manual too, by the way. And you don't have to do any of the work yourself. Is there anything that... I'm curious. I, I go, this is an impossible question to answer. I'll preface it with that. But is there anything you shouldn't delegate? Um, I think one of the last things to delegate is sales hmm. for most people, unless you're just like you're just terrible with people, yeah. and then you might want to delegate that sooner. And you just have other skills other way. Um, I think marketing strategy is one that you delegate later to, but you would be more apt to be hiring um, brains like yourself. You want to hire like the brains yeah. and then hire out the hands to do it. The cheap hands, mm -hmm. the expensive brains. So, um, so you're just looking at the di different tasks that you have and knowing whether it's, you're going to be delegating it to a brains person or a hands person um, because the cost and the level of yeah. skill that they provide are quite different. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's just really a matter of like the the things that you delegate are uh, what's causing the most bottlenecks for you right away, mm -hmm. right? And then the the biggest breakdowns, <laughs> and just kind of fixing them as you go along. And then it's just really more of like this is the easiest thing to delegate than this, than this, than this. And then at the end of the day, you'll be at a point where you can delegate. Um, your entire service delivery and then your entire marketing process. And then maybe the last thing is your sales process, like actual sales conversations. Yeah. And I, I, an I actually content because you're right. A lot of times you, you have to build the foundational framework, get yourself freed up so you can do the strategic work. But, but ultimately I think if you have a business you want to sell or that you want to really scale, I do think that the, the two things you just mentioned last what your product, you know, the thing that makes you money, you know, somebody else has to be able to do that and landing a big client. Somebody has, else has to be able to do that at some point. I agree with you. Those are probably the last things, but I think until, you know, that until you can get those two pieces, the business will always be owner dependent. And, and I think that to me, at least in my point of view, that's, that's like the ultimate goal, uh, to, to extract yourself. Yeah, definitely. And, the one of the first things that I want to see the, the business owner completely get out of or at least get 80 percent out of it is the service delivery, because in, until the owner gets out of the service delivery, then the, then it's always going to be a time for money model yeah. and it will only be able to grow as much as the owner is willing to give time. Yep. 
So it's totally stuck. It's like a job. So you have some resources that you share freely uh, with folks. Um, one that I'm looking at right now is your six months to transform your business to run and generate more profits without you. Uh, so tell uh, listeners where they can find stuff like that. Yeah, if you go to my website, um, handsoffceo.com, right on the homepage there, you can sign up for um, the roadmap, the scalable growth roadmap. And um, I go through the five steps for how to actually make this happen in your business. Um, the first step, I share how to find 20 extra hours per month with just one tweak. So um, this is a really valuable resource. And it, I, my clients use it like a checklist, actually. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like a whole checklist. So you can see you know, what is it I need to do to make my company run without me and so, so I can keep growing it without working more hours. And that's at handsoffceo.com. Do that process you talked about where you do kind of like this initial, I don't know if you had a name for it probably, you said it took like an hour or something. Is that something that you do with people as kind of a getting started or an evaluation or is that part of working with them? Well, it it's... Um, yeah, my my scalable growth intensive. That's the that's the first two steps, and I do that with with every one of my clients when I get started. Um, every now and then, I do work with a client where I work. I just do that intensive with them, and then they they have their plan and they away they go. Mm -hmm. But uh, most of them find that it's more value to work longer term, just because they get access to all of the systems, so they can just kind of plug it and play into their business without having to do all the extra work figuring it out. But um, yeah, so that's that's something both to answer your question. Awesome. Well, Mandy, thanks for joining us. Um, obviously, I suggest people go uh, check out uh, some of the resources at handsoffceo.com. And uh, I'm sure that if they would like to inquire more about working with you, they can do so through there, can't they? Yeah, definitely. Just reply to one of my emails. And if you have any questions about it, just please uh, reach out to me. I'd, I'd love to give you some support. All right. Thanks, Mandy. Thanks, John. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. I wonder if you could do me a favor. Could you leave an honest review on iTunes? Your ratings and reviews really help, and I promise I read each and every one. Thanks.